0: Rotsel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chance. supported by Abe's Door Service with 24/7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. So glad you have
1: a one track mind like me. Good morning everyone. 636 this Wednesday morning because of course New Year's Day most of us didn't work so it's a short work week and it's Wednesday mm-hmm. already folks. It's already hump day
0: it is uh you, this is alzheimer's awareness month uh, january mm-hmm. always is and uh just the fact that there is the month is not necessarily uh, cause to, to jump in and have this conversation, but there's a new study out about Alzheimer's about some of the things that we need to do to 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 deal with what will be a growing problem as our population continues to age the gray tsunami as it's been referred mm-hmm. to you're going to see an awful lot more cases uh, as we move forward How do you deal with that it is how many how many families have already had to deal with this It's a struggle it is an well, absolute yeah. struggle. Uh, both literally as far as the actual care, but also the emotional toll that it takes on entire families. It's a very, very difficult
1: challenge. It has touched on our family. Uh, That's something that we dealt with uh, with Mm -hmm. my grandpa before he passed and and my grandmother as as well. Um, Different families, different sides of my family, but it it definitely is hard. It's hard. And especially if you're caregiving as well mm-hmm. so lo- lots of questions and hopefully some answers as well we have uh, Dr. George Andrews President and CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories talking about this landmark um, survey or that we you know a study on how to support those with dementia and hopefully some some tips on how to prevent it because I think for anyone who, who has given care to somebody that they love with dementia they don't want to be in those shoes ever good morning
2: good morning and thank you for the opportunity to be on the show absolutely uh, where
0: are we at in the you know when i mentioned the gray tsunami which has been sort of a, a title that people have put onto it as baby boomers get older where are we with this uh, this this increase in in uh, you know seniors with, with 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 health issues but more specifically uh, with alzheimer's or dementia uh, how oh, is this the tip of the iceberg are we just getting rolling on this
2: Yes, the studies that, uh, that the national, our National Society has put out have indicated that there is a, um, a growing concern around the numbers, just plain and simple. So uh, we know, as it was just mentioned by Stacy, that about one person in three is directly or indirectly impacted by this disease in Alberta. And that uh, right now there's about 59,000 people living with a dementia diagnosis in the province. Now, and to put that into context, almost all of these people have um, have some kind of support mechanism in their homes, so their family members or friends and community, things like that. And we know that the last year we were able to get the data together, which is 2020, that in Alberta alone, there is about 40 million hours of unpaid volunteer time to support people living with disease. Now, that would equate to about 23,000 full-time healthcare workers. <laughs> People weren't self stepping up to help with their families that there would be a huge as you said tsunami hitting our uh, healthcare system now we know because of um, the age of the population of Alberta and uh, aging trends and things like that that we're projecting a three almost a 300 percent increase over the next generation in Alberta so I um, give you a bit of a, a sense of what that looks like just from the volunteer support uh, side of things, over the next generation, so the 2020, uh, 2050, we expect that 40 million hours a year of family support to go to 161 million hours per year and that has other consequences as well too um people become go from being care partners to being patients because the the toll of looking after someone full-time it it, it is difficult And i can speaking from firsthand experience i was the care provider for my mother and it is um, exhausting and it is distressing to watch people go through this process we also know that in alberta about 25 percent of the population do not have a regular doctor they can go to, so diagnoses may get missed. And I think the other thing that comes to play is that um, there is still a growing stigma for some people around cognitive impairment uh, diseases and issues like this. And what we want to try and do is, as an organization, is focus on improving quality of life and how that and what does that mean? That means everything from supporting family care partners, to letting people know what options are available to them and help them plan for their futures, and um, to fund research. Um, We fund about a million dollars a year into universities and post-secondaries in Alberta that are focused on quality of life improvement for people living with cognitive impairments.
1: Dr. Andrews, can you tell us about this study that was undertaken uh, across the country and and what you discovered and, and some of the recommendations?
2: So uh, the study is actually in about two weeks, the second phase of the landmark series is going to be released. So the first phase, about two years ago, talked a little bit about... some of the things that were that, that were impacting the quality of life so I should before I start on that I should let you know that that Alzheimer's uh, disease is a dementia and there's about a series of broad strokes about of, of six different kinds of dementia, and Alzheimer's is the largest and then there's vascular dementia frontal dementia Lewy body young onset which is growing we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment and then the thing that's generally called mixed dementias but they all come under the umbrella of Alzheimer's and so we know from the studies that this landmark studies had put through, put forward, is that there's no real cure at the moment. There's lots of conversations around some interventions, uh, but they they really are. Um, require an intervention early in our person's life often before there's reasonable expectation of diagnosis so really what we're focusing now is how can we delay the onset of symptoms so that people can still be engaged in their communities and in their jobs and with their families and so there's a variety of different things we know that um First and foremost, the biggest indicator towards this disease is age and the impact of your your brain, basically, as you age. But second to that is um, things like general health, being in good physical condition, control of your blood pressure, uh, proper diets and things along those lines. We also know there's a, uh, Sorry, so we,
0: uh, doctor, you know, has, has that been proven that that helps to, to, to either delay or prevent the onset of, uh, of dementia or Alzheimer's, or is that just for general health a good suggestion, for, you know, well, to take think,
2: care of your your body? I think it is for general health, and I think you can see there are some impacts in North America, certainly and in Europe, in that the reason that there's our population is aging and and living longer, because we are taking paying more attention to health mm-hmm. in general. And so there is, um, so that's that's a two-sided sword. One is that the longer you live, the more likely you are to develop this disease, but you also have the ability to mitigate some of the impacts. Yeah. And the, the reality is the majority, that most of these dementias are caused by uh, plaques on the brain. And so there's very little, on, um, there's not a complete understanding of how to mitigate on, on those developments. So the intention is, be as healthy as you can but one of the things that's come out of the studies out of the uk and in europe is that if people have a sense of purpose if they're connecting to a good social community if they um, are not isolated from their friends and families then that delays the onset of symptoms and so those things help to really focus on quality of life uh, circumstances the other as I say, the other thing that's come out of the study, which was a bit surprising to me, is um, about two-thirds of the people living with dementia dementia diagnosis are women. And no one knows why. But the other thing is is that about two-thirds of the people who are unpaid informal care providers are women also. So this is becoming a, a larger and larger issue. Um, uh, because the disease manifests itself differently depending on gender and so we haven't really done a very good job as a medical community to understand that and so that's one of the things that the study is asking for.
1: Yeah a lot to, lot to unpack there uh, Dr. Andrews can you hold on we've got to take a break uh, we'll come back uh, there's, there's tons of questions no, <laughs> I, I have for you uh, we're talking to Dr. George Andrews president and CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories we're back in two minutes
0: This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good to have you here, 647, here on a Wednesday morning on This Morning with Stacy and Daryl. We're talking this morning with Dr. George Andrews, who is the president and CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories, about the studies that are involved here, about the the, the large numbers that we've been, we've been hitting on, and they're, they're sobering, to say the very released least. Uh, Dr. Andrews, what do we, so, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, good health, et cetera. What are, what are we supposed to do as a society to deal with this? As, as we look through this study, what, what, uh, I, we need answers, I guess is what we're trying to see. I want to know if there are any as to what we can do
2: well you know it's a good question and we're wrestling with that that question ourselves and as is governments of various provinces and federal government as well as researchers and the quick answer is is that it is a complicated uh, problem but the other challenge is and not to make light of or make uh, light or dismiss other uh, health related issues but on a per capita basis dementia studies is fairly poorly funded by any level of government so it's a probably about two dollars per per capita across the country versus cancer or ms which are well in the hundreds of dollars of uh, per capita on research funding. So that's why we, um, we work really hard at trying to promote uh, the research that's happening in Alberta. And interestingly enough, they, the Alberta-based researchers at the post-secondaries in Alberta are working at the same level as many of the, their compatriots internationally. And so it's important for us to acknowledge that and to fund it because we want these researchers to stay here, but it also allows people living with the disease in Alberta to participate in um, studies and in trials that wouldn't happen if that research wasn't done in alberta and
1: are there any promising treatments i know that you mentioned earlier talking about delaying the progress if it is um found early i'm wondering what that is Uh, is does that mean drugs is is are there drugs and is there something on the horizon that you're really excited about
2: you know, there are, I'm excited about some of the possibilities of the conversation we're having. Um, certainly the drug companies are investing lots of money into research in this uh, internationally. The, the challenge we're finding is that many of these interventions um, often require people to be identified off uh, historically much sooner than they would in a general uh, uh, course of investigation of, of their health. So the one thing is is that the interventions are um, are earlier in their life cycle, and we don't really catch people at that point in their time in life. But the other thing is that the percentage change increase is relatively um, insubstantial, and so it's not, it's not yet you know a, 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 it's not yet understood the true impact of some of these interventions. There is. There are some medications that are prescribed, certainly in Canada, that will slow the curve on some of the decline, but it doesn't stop it. And it's not a question of really... um, It's probably um, rounding the curve. So instead of having a slope, negative slope, it kind of curves a little bit more, but you end up in the same place. And so there are nothing um, that I I would recommend at the moment Seeing is that golden um, cure uh, right now and there are promising things on the horizon but that's could be decades away
0: well with any kind of research it seems like on any disease it's rarely a a eureka moment it's a slow steady build on the research of before and improving things but uh, obviously with with this 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 increase in numbers you almost want to see that not be such a slow increase
2: well and you know there's there's two reasons why that's important so one is yes there's a huge increase in numbers and people are finally understanding this through these studies that there is a, a incredible and significant impact on our health healthcare care system if we don't take people who are frail to hospital is not a, a, a good treatment for um for people living with dementia and we know that about 40 percent of the people who are in uh, hospitals on are related are they related to frailty issues which are directly and in, sometimes indirectly atta- attached to cognitive impairments people falling and breaking limbs and things like that so um th- there's that issue the other issue is that um As the population ages, there's going to be, uh, we wanna try and keep people in the workforce as long as possible. We want to help them be contributing members of society and it's in everybody's best interest to make sure that those things all continue. And as I mentioned earlier, women seem to carry a disproportional share of this load. And because, you know, for in many circumstances, in my own situation, my wife stayed home with the kids while they were small and then she went back to work. So she was out of the workforce for a period of time. And then later in life, when you're in your prime age earning years, you may have to take time off work to look after a parent or a spouse. And so if the majority of people who are care partners are female, then that's a double whammy on their income and their pensions and things along those lines. So it's concerning in that regard as well, too.
1: Well, not really an uplifting conversation, George. I
2: actually.
1: Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little down by some of the numbers uh, that you, you threw you, out there.
2: You've got to
0: recognize reality, and of that's course. what you've helped us to, to do as well this morning.
2: Well, and I would say that the fact that we're having the conversation is, is huge. We, we want to try and make sure that people avoid feeling a stigma so that they look for help from us and from healthcare care providers. As soon as possible, we know uh, we get about eighteen thousand referrals a year from either direct or indirect. About half of those direct, half those referrals are direct, so from healthcare part, providers. The other half are from individuals who have been received a diagnosis. But on average, they're eleven months later in uh, approaching us. They're eleven months after diagnosis they reach out to us, and we've missed that period of time.
1: Yeah, doc,
0: black- we, we, sorry we just we, we're just running out of time yeah. uh, we've we've spent uh, as much as we can on it we really appreciate okay. it. i'm sure we can especially when the next part of the study comes out i would love to check
2: check in with you again happy uh, to do that And okay. on behalf of our donors thank you
1: and thank you because you've helped our family as well we've come uh, to the your society for uh, help with my grandpa he's since passed however um dr george andrews president and ceo of the alzheimer society of alberta and northwest territories